0: Star Wars, you know it, pew pew, lightsabers, and one of the richest tapestries for stories out there. With the new Revive focus and need around Star Wars films, we have a new era, a new journey, and a new future that hinges all on one thing. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in just you reconsider playing that message for him it all started with a lunch at least that's that's what they told us Mm -hmm. uh it was what like several months ago Mm -hmm. that we really started hearing rumblings daisy ridley posted on her instagram a story of her at lucasfilm limited and everyone's like interesting Mm -hmm. and she's like oh it's just lunch so it's nothing's happening over here <laughs> And then at Star Wars Celebration We get the full confirmation Daisy Ridley came on stage And everyone's like oh my gosh Daisy Ridley Ray what
1: did we call it or did we call it?
0: We called it. Yeah. Called it months ago. It's not surprising. We all had a hunch. And I think one of the very interesting things here, we have some details around Damon Lindelof's story because he was originally writing it. And there were some creative differences. It wasn't quite holding up to the standards that Lucasfilm wanted this the movie to really, like hold up to and i think one of those reasons is because it all tied around an original character and according to some reporting we see that with the loss of damon lindelof they also lost that actress who was originally going to play the main character here and i, I just find that really fascinating mm-hmm. and now they're going back to i i kind of think this is what most people expected them to do with whatever next movie it was was to continue the story of ray and crew Right.
1: Yeah, it's like the rumblings were initially that oh, mm-hmm. so this is gonna be a whole new thing. Uh, we're just we're kind of done with the skywalkers. We're gonna move on. Yeah. And now it's like. Maybe we'd, let's just fall back on that plan, and uh, yeah. let's just keep going with right. We have a good thing going here.
0: Wait a second, uh, people like this Ray character.
1: <laughs> we uh, lost our one guy that had a great idea, but uh, let's go back to this. This will yeah. be this will be great.
0: <laughs> and I think it's not in a bad way, but I think it's the safe choice, mm-hmm. and I think that this is the the right choice for where Star Wars is right now.
1: Really, why do you say that?
0: I just think from overall the themes that they're trying to play with and the characters that they've set up with and the background that we now know for this, which is the rebuilding of the Jedi Order with Rabe rebuilding it. I think it is the right choice for Lucasfilm to play it safe right now. So Star Wars goes on longer. From like a business perspective, they need movies because the TV shows don't bring in anything.
1: I think the thing that concerns me most with this course of action is that once again we're not seeing a clear path. We're only seeing Ray's going to rebuild the Jedi order. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally I feel like that's all we're going to ever get. Like that's all the I don't know. <sighs> Are
0: you just trying to one like wondering what the next step is for that?
1: I'm wondering where they're going with it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they know the three movies next you know yeah like if i they don't have know if a... they want
0: to do that i think this movie might just want to be setting up this new era because this mm. is this will be the furthest into the future around the star wars saga that we've seen they're also going way back into the past mm-hmm. with 25 twenty five thousand years before the prequel trilogy takes place and then we're seeing dave filoni fleshed out that middle area between the sequels and the original trilogy and we'll get into that later on in the episode but we've got all these different eras and i can totally see them just like kind of spreading out the gamut we know the old republic is now an uh, an official era Mm -hmm. because we didn't know that was an official era before you have just a lot of different pieces here and i don't know if they actually want to commit to a trilogy yet Mm. i think they may just say okay this is the entry into this new era
1: Interesting. So this is kind of like the Rogue One of whatever new era. This is Rey like a is New Hope, be.
0: really. Like this is mm. this is okay. them setting up. What is Star Wars now? We have the this new Jedi mm. Order, and I think the key piece of this is John Boyega is rumored to actually be reprising his role mm-hmm. as Finn here. This this honestly is like such a strange thing because. Uh-huh. John, like
1: I feel like he was pretty adamant about not coming back.
0: He was, and he, apparently the reports are that he um, buried the hatchet with Kathleen Kennedy, mm. which is movie star thing of like, let's write you a really nice check, <laughs> give you a crisp handshake, and say we're sorry. Yeah. Um, that's at least what I hear that as. But like John Boyega got screwed over with the origi- with that sequel trilogy. Yeah, he was set up. What we all saw is kind of like being this main character of like, what does it look like to have a stormtrooper turned resistance Mm -hmm. leader, honestly? And that's so fascinating because there's so much depth there, but they didn't play it with that at all. Mm -hmm. And in The Rise of Skywalker, John Boyega's character of Finn became the Ray shouting machine. Yep. He lost all of his, like, unique qualities in his own journey to just really, like...
1: He's just a Ray Lackey.
0: hmm Yeah. <laughs> and he, I think the most interesting thing there was something that we all, like, assumed from The Force Awakens of, like, is he a Force-sensitive Mm-hmm. but they set it up in such like an underwhelming reveal that it just didn't quite make sense with the story
1: yeah yeah interesting times for star wars so <laughs> it's definitely seemed like they had a totally different direction for this movie mm-hmm. and now like you said they're going with a safe route i get it and i'll definitely see it but i think i really keep my expectations kind of low
0: yeah <laughs> See, I'm really torn mm-hmm. of being super excited with this movie. One, it's got the Peaky Blinders writer that's mm-hmm. taking lead on the writing, which I think is hopeful. And it sounds like they're nuking the entire slate when it comes down to it. Ray building up the new Jedi Order is fascinating. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before of, like, why would she want to do that? She doesn't seem, like, set up in the sequel trilogy to really, like, want to do that yeah. at all. Like, she really buries the lightsabers, mm-hmm. which almost seemed like a very final decision there. And it didn't seem like, with the books, her collecting them, she didn't seem to really, like, learn a whole lot from those. I mean, she did. I mean, frankly, from her she actions. just uh,
1: has a whole lot of natural talent, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's anyone to lead a new mm-hmm. order of Jedi, sure, you got you got all the force powers.
0: But she also has like the foundations with those books. But I wonder I wonder if like the introduction of this really like the rise of the Jedi, like the birth of the Jedi, what James Mangold is going to mm-hmm. be directing is going to like fuel some of that like discovery, like maybe Rey is going back to what? To kind of sum this up, like I really want Ray to look at the Jedi like Luke did Mm -hmm. and discover that the Jedi were failures Mm -hmm. and take the failures of the Jedi and bring them forward into a way that makes them sustainable. Yeah. But also sets up this next big bad that isn't building another Death Star. Seriously. Do something. (laughs) I I think the High Republic does a very interesting, really good job with like, what is a bad guy set in this unique period but also maybe do something more unique what is it are they chasing down the remnants trying to really get rid of what the first order was what palpatine was setting up is that the whole journey there is is ray going to be trying to dive deeper into what the origins of the jedi were to fuel her teachings of the new jedi order yeah i think there's a lot to play around with mm-hmm. here
1: and with all the destruction of all the empires mm-hmm. that have come through and yeah. wiped out all the Jedi stuff, it really seems like there is a clean slate for
0: mm-hmm.
1: her new order. Yeah. That it could literally be anything now. It like, could be. And, and it's
0: so soon after the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, the original trilogy. after the original trilogy, you're like, we have to have the original trilogy cast in here now, right? They don't have any of those expectations mm-hmm. anymore.
1: Nope. I feel like they could play this in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. But I also don't hold that expectation.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because you have to have like you have to have the story arc. Star Wars is all about the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. How can you set up the hero's journey? Maybe it's Finn. Finn could definitely be the Padawan in this situation could be the beta, but it also takes place 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. So he'd probably already been doing that Mm -hmm. this entire time. So maybe he is the assistant to Rey or is taking on Mm -hmm. this completely new perspective. Still seems. I like hope he, he would has be, his own story. Though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, that's what I was about to say. It's like I feel like he would. He's still in this position where mm. we could definitely see him still as Ray's lackey. You yeah. know, like he's just following Ray yeah. around and doing her bidding and whatnot. It's like mm. no, nah, we we would like to see some.
0: Yeah, Finn's definitely in Ray's shadow. Mm-hmm. And I hope to see him like really come out of that mm-hmm. and have his own story arc. Yeah, he needs it. And I think there's a lot going on there. Like he's so fascinating. Someone who like was raised because he was raised. He was taken from his family and raised in the empire and left that. The empire was his family and he left that thing to escape, to really get a new leash on life. And they didn't play around with that at all in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see this moment of like in wh- any of the movies. A remorse for killing his fellow family instead of this glee of like, oh man, I know how to do this because I was the janitor and we're going to explode the Starkiller base and kill all my brothers and sisters. Yeah. I would have appreciated some level of like remorse with that. Mm -hmm. And even with like the Rives of Skywalker with the whole other group of Stormtrooper people, there there wasn't that story either. Mm Mm-hmm. I would. I want some of this depth, and I hope that they give it to him because John Boyega definitely deserves it, and he's got the acting chops to pull it off. Mm-hmm. So we have all of these different pieces here, and then we've got. We mentioned it earlier: the Mando verse movie, mm-hmm. really. So Dave Filoni is like really taking the charge. Both Dave Filoni and John Favreau have been deepening the lore around Star Wars. Dave Filoni, since Clone Wars happened, has he been really like? Deepening the lore around Star Wars and what he all did in the Clone Wars, as well with Rebels, the animated stuff, Bad Batch, the Tales of the Jedi, like all of these different things that he's done. And then it was announced at Star Wars Celebration that he'll be directing his own live action movie. Mm -hmm. And so the first season of Mando, they really showed what Star Wars can bring to the small screen. And show how you can have the level of quality of the movies on a small serialized stage. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. I think they did a really good job, especially in the first season where they had references and you brought like different pieces in. They leaned a little too heavily on the cameos in the second season, I would say. And I think that's what really... Hurt Book of Boba Fett hmm. is the cameos, especially as much as I love those Mando episodes in Book of Boba Fett, I think it really took away from Boba Fett's story. Yeah, but they needed it to tell the story that they're trying to tell, which is ultimately lead to this Rebels season five almost pretty
1: much, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because mm-hmm. you've got you've got Mando that has built this up with the Mandalorians, Ahsoka showing up, Luke Skywalker. His attempts at the New Jedi Order, and all of these different pieces. You have mentions of Theron, who's a big member of the struggles of the Ghost Crew in Rebels, and he's going to be the next big band. and I I think he is so deserving of that in this era. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're going to see in Ahsoka is setting up the ultimate struggle of what we can say and expect and to see from dave filoni's movie
1: mm. so during star wars celebration it seemed like we didn't get any um, actual information about yeah. what this whole uh dave filoni movie is yeah. going to be about it was
0: like the title of probably the document <laughs> that they have which is yeah. dave filoni film <laughs> and then what el- what other details did we get
1: um, Pretty much just that going to kind of close out all mm. of his mm, series and workings, yeah. it seems. The Dave
0: Filoni-verse <laughs> is probably going to come to a close in this show or in the this movie. movie. Mm-hmm. So I, that makes me wonder of like, I hope that they're setting this out a little bit further. Mm. Hopefully we're getting the, the Daisy Ridley movie first probably from what we hear 2025 is what we can expect that and then we get james mangold's series or his movie which Mm. i think kind of makes sense because he is prioritizing that over other projects so it could be something like a 2027 release date yeah and then we get dave Filoni's
1: in like 2030
0: or 2029 probably (laughs) if they're doing the every two year thing which i think makes Mm. sense for star wars Mm. But ideally, probably from what we've heard, it seems like they're thinking of Dave Filoni's movie as the second movie. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go this way, this way, this way. And I think it kind of makes sense. I just hope we get more of the stories with the Ahsoka crew, with the Mm -hmm. Skeleton crew, with the Mando crew.
1: It is true. There's a lot coming up still Mm -hmm. that um, it all ties in together. Yeah. And... uh, so hearing that this is going to be like the cap of it all, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, maybe maybe not too push soon. That,
0: push that out <laughs> a little bit longer. Yeah. I really like what you guys are doing. I yeah. mean, season three was really messy, sloppy, and I would say poorly written, but I had a great time watching yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, everything that's been coming out for Star Wars is just fun. Like It's mm-hmm. just fun stuff that we get to watch. Yeah,
0: except for Obi-Wan.
1: Aside from that, I've uh, <laughs> been having a great time, mm-hmm. so it's going to be really interesting to see the timelines that we get. Yeah,
0: I hope... I hope we get like at least five, maybe six seasons of Mando. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good like amount. And I, I don't think like Ahsoka is going to get us far enough along into the Thrawn villain mm-hmm. side of things to really make sense for them to t- to cap it in that that movie in 2027. I still think mm-hmm. no matter what Ahsoka does, and I hope they don't kill off Thrawn. And seriously, like he does, don't. like maybe at the end of the season they find Thrawn. And then we get maybe announcements for season two of Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. And we keep on pushing that out again. Because I think Thrawn is the perfect person to bring in what ultimately becomes the First Order. Hmm. He's Hmm. the reason that the Empire really moved along as well as it did. And he's the reason it fell, because he got taken out of the picture. Hmm. So if he is the heir to the, the Empire, which... He has a a book in Legends called Heir to the the Empire, and in that Ahsoka trailer, they talk about him as the heir to the Empire. I think if he is going to be the heir of the Empire, he's going to have decisions made that ultimately come to use the flailing New Republic mm-hmm. to take advantage of that and start building the pieces of what the First Order is. And he's probably going to be involved with Palpatine in some way.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I could see him... I don't know if I want to see him like infiltrating, because that's not the warrior way. Um But <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think we're going to see either a collapsing of the Shadow Council mm-hmm. or his... Strategic use of the, the Shadow Council. We're just taking it over. Well, and like kind of dispersing them into what the New Republic is. Yeah,
0: he's almost like obviously he's got um, Pelion in place of him. Mm-hmm. So he he feels like the Shadow Empire isn't the, it's serious enough. Yeah,
1: like it's this is these are little kids. Yeah, they're playing with their them, toys yeah. across the galaxy. they them play in their little sandbox yeah. together. <laughs> Meanwhile, Daddy Thrawn over here is uh, <laughs> really actually getting down to business.
0: <laughs> he's he's doing the Lord's work over here, bringing like the 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 rise of this new mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. He's in the deep wild space. He is a freaking genius strategist. He's utilizing this like disappearance to his advantage, and nobody knows about him. The Shadow Council knows about him, mm-hmm. but well. not really anything else. Ahsoka knows about Thrawn, but not really anybody else. Yeah. If you ask Din Djarin who Thrawn is, he'd be like, "I don't know." <laughs> like he's he, Moff Gideon is his like mm-hmm. interaction with that side of things. Yeah. And Moff Gideon is the big bad in his world. Similar with Bo Katan. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I feel like she is the same. In that space wouldn't even think to consider Thrawn or might not even know Thrawn. And he's going to use that to his advantage. Ezra's out of the picture. Yep. We know that he's been cast. We've seen him in the trailer. Yes, we have. But we don't know what he's doing, where he is, what steps he's taking against Thrawn, and how Thrawn is going to use Ezra because we know that's going to be the case.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't not. hmm. Anyhow, I feel like... Seeing all this and hearing about this movie, and then I actually gives me some hope that there is a direction. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) if they know that movie's gonna end things, Uh they have to know where that's going, where all of this is gonna end.
1: They gotta know the end, and then they can work backwards. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting that we got the season of Mandalorian that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they did of, not know the end. It kind of makes sense because they p- clearly they were still working things out and mm-hmm. still figuring out how they were truly yeah. gonna weave all this together. Pedro
0: Pascal also his schedule wasn't free enough to actually be on set mm. for any of the show, which is why we don't have his helmet reveal. Mm. So that threw a wrench in their storytelling That's plans too. So huh. it makes sense that they're like they know where they need to go, but right. they can't move it forward in the ways they need to until season four, which yeah. we have confirmed. Apparently, it's already written, mm-hmm. and who knows what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, it really seems like we're going into a new era of Mandalorian mm-hmm. in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, every season seems to progress some way, but mm-hmm. now Moscadin is allegedly dead, and we are left with din and grogu having a little kumbaya in their new <laughs> new little cottage the um,
0: independent contractor of the new republic
1: <laughs> yeah so should be interesting should be very interesting
0: yeah I, I there is so much to dive into here what are some of the things that you want to see this movie take place like we have mando really i mean din and grogu or <laughs> jaren and <laughs> Din, Din Djarin and Din Grogu. The Dins. We can call the them the Dins. Dins. yeah. <laughs> they're going to go off on their little adventures. It seems like they're definitely scaling back to what really made Mandalorian so mm-hmm. great. Which is good. Yeah, which I really appreciate. I love the Western I- inspiration there. They'll probably run into Boba Fett more and hopefully Cobb Vanth. And like we, we hopefully see more of that smaller scale Well, intrigue. And
1: if they're working with the... Alliance? What is it? Yeah,
0: Rangers of the New Republic or something yeah. like that. If yeah, if they're
1: working with them more, then it's likely that we're going to be seeing our Rebels cast mm. interact with them. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah. yeah, because we see Zeb. Yeah.
0: In season three. Mm-hmm. So that is a very good point.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's more of the interweaving mm-hmm. that we're seeing with Mandalorian as, like, that anchor yeah. of <laughs> everyone else's story sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've already seen Ahsoka talk to him, so we're definitely going to see probably Ahsoka come back probably. in the Mandalorian universe again. Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll probably see more of that interconnectedness deepen, but I think I think they've done what they need to in Mando to really set forward Skeleton Crew as well as Ahsoka. Mm-hmm to go off on and, and have their own spinoffs of yeah. things. And I, I've I've seen a lot of people, too, draw the inspiration that some of the stuff that are probably gonna be in season four of Mando is gonna be inspired by what the Rangers of the New Republic TV show was gonna be. Mm. Because that was supposed to follow Cara Dune and her efforts to more like unify the outer rim and protect the outer mm-hmm. rim because that was her station. But all of the the controversies with her, really like scrap that whole project but i can totally see more of those like story beats take effect in here because i think mandalorian is the person to go to to really pull off a protection of the outer rim Mm -hmm. as well as like more exploration of what's out there and the pirates probably going to be more of a focus yeah. Um we actually do I I think we see pirates in Skeleton Crew. If I remember correctly from the trailer that we saw. The pirates are in Skeleton Crew.
1: Oh nice. Yeah.
0: And we'll probably see more of them throughout the Outer Rim because mm-hmm. I think that's obviously we've got the warlords of the Empire like the Shadow Empire. Yeah. And they'll be there for sure.
1: It's really interesting to think of um the Dins. The d- <laughs> Because the more I think about it, the more I'm realizing that um, Din Djarin, first, first of all, is just this incredible leader, really. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, but, by, mediator. but by ma- being the Mandalorian, it's kind of the irony of him, like wherever he goes, he seems to bring people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though he's not the one that stays... They, he makes these, like, units. Like, he's yeah. brought together...
0: Um, well, even, like, Cobb Vanth and, yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. I mean, and pairing them with the Sand People. Uh-huh. Like, that was pretty big. Yeah. And then you see that when he goes on to Navarro mm-hmm. with them, like, in their new, like, political system.
1: hmm and then him and the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. yeah, him and the them Mandalorians, like he's the, the linchpin planet.
0: of all of these different groups. That's yeah. such a good point. Mm-hmm. Even the New Republic, like he's making those connections uh, with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be another step. Like he's totally like he's, he's the like, king of networking. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's like this ultimate glue. Even though he ends up. Mm-hmm. Just being able to step away somehow, yeah. like
0: Tatooine as well, with, uh-huh. with his like little uh, crazy and Boba Fett lady. too. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. something about this guy. He just brings communities together. Yeah, him and Grogu.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, it's so fun. I think there's so much that they can play around with, and the fact that they do have a movie that's going to cap it all together. I think is a lot. So we have a lot in this new wave, a new era that will probably also build up to what we see in the sequel trilogy and maybe have repercussions to what we see with Ray's movie. Mm. There's a lot going on here. (laughs) But let us know your thoughts in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube or hey, contact at uplinkpodcast.com is the email to use to reach out to us. We're also on Instagram at Star Wars Uplink and on Twitter at Star Wars Uplink. Check us out there. Let us know your feedback. You can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts and watch the videos on YouTube. We have a lot of great... We've been breaking down all of the Mando episodes on our YouTube channel and trying to bring some really fun deep dives as we get more pieces of Star Wars. So definitely check us out there. Subscribe, like, comment, do all the things. Thanks for listening. And as always, may the Force be with you.